What's up, everybody? This is Nothing But Net, and I am Sean Nichols. Today, we have a lot to talk about, but first, let me introduce you to a few people. Um, we have Carson here. Uh, I just want to know your favorite team, your favorite player, and your uh, favorite basketball team, my man. Probably my favorite basketball team was probably the 2011-2012 Oklahoma City Thunder, the Big Four. Okay. Not- yeah. Okay. Probably my favorite player is definitely Russell, Russell Westbrook. Okay, not bad. Okay. And my favorite memory was in 2016 when Chris Jenkins hit a game winner versus Villanova. I mean, versus UNC in the national championship. Oh, that was epic. That was epic. That was, that was iconic. I, like I, still that. Get, I still get chills to this day about that. Oh, facts. I remember watching that live. Dude, the shot before that Marcus Page took, that should have been the game winner was equally as wild though. Then then yeah, that tied the game up, I think, right? I think it put him ahead. It put him ahead by ahead. one, I think. They're dang. Okay, I got you. Do I get to do the uh reintroduce myself? Alright, yeah, sure. You want to? Yeah, go for it, Shelly. Let's let's hear it. My name is Shelly. Uh my favorite player is LeBron. My favorite Hello. basketball team is the Virginia Cavaliers, um, because, because of just <laughs> <laughs> hey, love that that pack line defense that they run, and you know all the points that they don't score. That also I love that a lot too. Nothing gets you more jacked up than a forty-five to forty-three point game. You know, oh, defense is everything these days. Ah, uh, dude, defense just gets me going, man. Hey, defense wins championships, you know. Yes, it does, and that's my favorite basketball memory when they won the national championship in 2018-19, and we're not going to talk about what happened the year before. That's already yeah, been all I'm saying is, uh, <laughs> all I'm saying is they lost it in the number 16 seed uh, UMBC. I'm pretty sure the year before. That's all I remember about UVA. Tony Bennett can bring anyone in, and they'll always show up to the national championship. I cannot agree with that more. <laughs> my boy, my boy Carson out here spitting facts. I love it. Right. He, he could bring, he could bring like four two stars in, and they'll, they'll still make it. Carson's a hot take. Okay, that system is just so good for the lack of talent that they bring in. But now they're starting to get better talent because of the national championship. Oh, for sure. Once you win a natty, you'll you'll get a few extra recruits. No doubt about it. And he's such a good coach too. I would, I would want to play for him. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right. Well, uh, as y'all know, episode three and four of the Bulls documentary dropped last Sunday. You know, I just wanted to get some thoughts from y'all. What what y'all think? I'm going to let Pete go first. Well, I didn't really watch a lot of it, but I heard good things about it. And... I, I, I just can't imagine how good that first championship was. For Michael Jordan, uh, felt like. Oh, for sure. I mean, he battled. He had the battle the the uh, the Celtics with uh, Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Danny Ainge, and all them. He lost to them, but you know, they knew he was coming, and then uh, he knew he needed help. Then he had the battle versus the, uh, the Bad Boy Pistons. Yeah, bad Boy still, Pistons. He is yeah, still had, pissed about them, not shaking his hand, dude. It's been like thirty years, and he's still salty about no, it. They're all they're all still pissed. I mean, did you hear Horace <laughs> Grant? Yes, dude. Also, hold on. Let's. Horace Grant looks like he's in better shape now than he was in his playing days. Oh dude, no, no jacked. doubt. I, th- I think the goggles have to do something with that. Honestly, he looks better now. It's crazy. Yeah, for sure. That dude was like twenty eight and looked like he was forty because of those goggles. Yeah, facts. Well, yeah, I mean, Michael Jordan, he had the battle through the bad boy Pistons. He lost to them, I think, uh, three straight years. And they had the Jordan rules where, uh, you know, he couldn't take flight because, you know, they said he was superhuman. But, I mean. What did you guys think about um, what Isaiah Thomas said about Michael Jordan? 
I think that is just – I think he has changed his opinion. I think Jordan was right that he's changed his opinion over the years on the matter. Are you talking about what he said about not being on Team USA or – about yeah. why he's still mad. I, I think I think he's just butthurt. He wasn't on the dream team. Oh no doubt. I mean that the dream team was the probably one of the greatest teams ever. I mean, maybe the 08 redeem team might have a competition with it, but I mean ninety two dream team is just one of the best. Yeah, definitely. I mean, of course he's of course he's jealous not being on that team. I mean, I mean I think Jordan really honestly said he would not join the team if. Uh, Isaiah Thomas is on the team, so I mean, I don't blame him for being uh, upset about that. Nothing against Isaiah Thomas, but I would rather have Jordan. Oh, a hundred percent, of course, not, not even debatable. Definitely. But I thought the segment on Rodman was interesting because I mean, Dennis, I know they came out. With, like, Dennis Rodman. I mean, he played. I mean, as y'all know, he played on the Bad Boy Pistons, and then he ended up joining the 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 Bulls. On their second three P, which I think I think that's crazy, you know, because Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen they had to go through Dennis Rodman and Isaiah Thomas and all them, and then have one of them join their team for the second three P. I mean, that's just crazy to me. But I mean, it worked. Obviously, I mean they won three straight championships. I think those. I know Jordan would do anything it took to win, and I think he knew that he needed a guy like Rodman. Where like he didn't put up the the sexy scoring numbers, but like the dude did all the dirty work. The guy was grabbing boards. He was strapping up at anybody that he had to guard. Like he was just doing oh, all, that the, is all the dirty work. Yeah, dude. He was. He's like the ultimate hustle stack guy. He was. A he was what? Maybe maybe six seven, maybe six eight. I mean, he was he was, he led the league in rebounding at least like four or five times. I mean, I mean, he explained it on the the last episode that how uh. You grab every rebound. He, he knew the all the dynamics and whatnot. After watching it for a little, it it like made it feel like it, it just happened yesterday. Like the footage. The footage. Oh yeah, I mean the footage is really good. I mean compared to what it was in the nineties, I mean I would not expect it to be that good. This documentary was well made. I love how like they get so like the they get they get like right in there in the locker room and stuff and it's pretty like raw footage like there's not a whole lot of censorship to what the guys are saying they just yeah it's not fake tv it's more like yeah they actually do you know like like when they're in the weight room lifting and stuff and like it's like in the middle of the season you can just like see those dudes are just worn out like that's real i think i think that's what is separating this documentary from a lot of others the oh, for sure. It's a grind, man. You see their grind every day. Michael Jordan, he, he wore a gold chain to practice out of stuff. Jordan had swag. Oh, yeah. He, man, he, knew he, he knew he was the best player. He knew it. Bro, that man, uh, It's I, I swear he had a different car for like every every game. And like the, those cars that he was driving are so nice. I mean, I mean, Michael Jordan, he was getting paid, I mean, I think like 33, 34 million. While everyone Which was, get, was stupid money. Well, under that. 10 million. So I don't blame him for having a different car every game. But yeah. Um, I Phil mean, Jackson. There was a Phil Jackson segment oh. on this that I thought was pretty interesting. The dude was like the Zen master. Oh, I mean, yeah. Apparently he was really wild before he became the, uh, became the, okay. I think like 86. And the Bulls he was like, became the head like, coach in ninety in nineteen ninety. Yeah, he was like Bill Walton crazy. Like he was doing, he was like a hippie. Yeah, I mean, his first interview, I think he came up with like a Hawaiian shirt and like flip flops and like long straggly hair and like Jerry Krause had to like tell him the next interview he couldn't do all that. Oh, that man, Jer- Jerry Krause. That's a that's a that's an interesting man right there, if you ask me. Dude was the ultimate team builder, but then uh. he he just had the short man syndrome. It seemed he wanted he wanted a lot more credit than uh, the actual players. Hey, but you know what? Y'all talking Bring about Phil Jackson, right? No, we're talking about Jerry Krause. Phil Jackson right. was Phil Jackson is the best basketball coach in the NBA. At least oh, I think there's no doubt. I mean, he was managing the greatest player of all time in a lot of people's lives, and Michael Jordan, probably a top. Probably a top five player in Scottie Pippen. Wasn't satisfied with what he was getting paid. 
he's a distraction trying to get all the anger out. He was showing toward management. And then Dennis Rodman, I mean, he's wild, as you all know. And then to get well, it, yeah. uh, play on the same page, knowing it was their last season. I mean, I think that's really hard. Because if you know it's your last season, it's kind of like, why would you try as your hardest for a management that's just going to boot you out, even if you win, like Jerry Krause said, 82 games, that he's not going to yeah. have to build back. So it's like, why try as hard? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, it could be easy just like, not care and just sit on the bench, cash your check, and call it a, a season, kind of like – not going to say Steph Curry did that this year, but I'm going to say Steph Curry did that this year when you know you're not going to win. Exactly. You know, I mean, but they were like, bet. They were really like, bet. We're going to win this championship and you're going to look dumb after we win it because you're not going to have for a, for a possible chance to win a fourth beat, which I mean, I think was at hands because I mean, the Spurs won the next year and the Knicks won the East. I mean, I just like, don't, I don't see in the East every time Jordan was playing. So, I mean, I just don't see the Spurs team from, like, what, 99 beating that Bulls team. I just can't. Like, even if it's a year removed from that season, like I just – I just I can't I can't see – if it happened, then I would, you know, believe it. But – I mean, they had – they had what, who uh, – Tim Duncan as a second-year player and then David Robinson. I mean, I think they would have problems, but, I mean – I just don't think they had an answer for Jordan. You still had Michael Jordan, Scottie Pip. They they only played fifty games that year, so I mean they wouldn't have played as many. The wear and tear wouldn't have been bad. They would have been fresh for the playoffs. I mean, I wouldn't have bet against them. I mean, until they lost, that's when I would have broken up. But I mean, y'all think y'all think the fifteen and sixteen Warriors could beat that that Bulls team? Fifteen, sixteen. I mean, yeah, when they went seventy three and nine. That team, no. But I think with KD, I don't think anybody's being that Warriors team when they're all healthy. KD, Clay, Steph, Draymond, Iguodala. I mean, what? So in the in the nineties, because I'm not 110 percent sure about this. Uh, weren't the rules for hand checking a lot lighter? Were in you, the like, 90s? Yeah. Not in the nineties, it was full effect. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so I think if you play hand-checking, I don't think the Warriors stand a chance, but I think if you play modern NBA rules, I think it's the Warriors all day. For sure. Because the way they can shoot, man, I, I I don't care how good of a, def- like a defensive team you are. Like, the way the Warriors are able to create shots for literally anybody on the floor, that's just tough to beat. Yeah, it's all tough those to beat. that they do. And then plus you add, like, a, a game changer like Kevin Durant, who like by himself is like impossible to guard. I mean, he's what six eleven, seven foot with a he's he's got ball, he's got guard handles. I mean, he can shoot up anybody. It's just hard to guard, man. And the thing is, when he goes up, like no one's gonna be able to get a hand in his face. Yeah, it's not gonna bother him at all. Like you know, soon. And the center's not gonna guard him, so it's hard to exactly. guard. Exactly. I mean, Dennis Rodman would have trouble with him, that's for sure. But this is making me miss basketball a uh, lot. I think everyone, the whole world misses basketball, man. I mean, I've been watching replays of games. I've been watching documentaries. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool to watch old games I didn't get to see when I was younger. But still, it's like I want to watch. I want to watch LeBron play. I want to watch Giannis. I want to watch. I, I want to watch Kawhi. I want to. I want to watch all of them play now. It's supposed to be the playoffs, like. Would it be the second round today? I think so. Yeah, the yeah. playoffs started. I think what last week, maybe last weekend. Yeah, sometime uh, yeah. last week. ESPN sent out something, and I was like, "Dude, why did why did they do this?" I was. Uh, uh. You can tell they're getting annoyed. I mean, they're on. They're bored. They're like posting like re- like highlights from like five years ago, like their Instagram yeah. page. They're doing it like it's on today, too. They're like, today, Vince Carter dunked at 40 years old. Like, okay. like It's like true. <laughs> cool, like Vince Carter. But, like, seeing these the players on social media, dude, you can tell, like, they're just itching to get back. Like, LeBron's been in that weight room grinding. His squat floor means some work, but the dude's been grinding. Yeah. Oh, you know LeBron. I mean, he's my goat, personally. But you know he's oh. great. I just want to be able to see him play with his play with Bronny. I think that's gonna happen. 
With Bronny? I mean, yeah. totally could. I mean, especially with this layoff, I mean, that's going to give him an extra, extra season. I mean, he's getting this break again. He, he didn't have to play in the playoffs last year, all the minutes. They Now, the, the season's not necessarily over yet because didn't they just come out with a uh, – they're going to start opening up the training facilities in cities that aren't, like, in a, in a, a danger zone, I, I would, for lack yeah. of a better term? Mayfair's that's going to be thing. big. Yeah, I mean, that's a big step in the right direction. That's going to be big for everybody, for sure. Step in the right direction. So, like, I don't think, like, the New York teams are going to be able to get back, but, like, that doesn't really matter because it's not like the Knicks are competing for anything this year. They stink. Yeah, and the Nets, the Nets are, like, what, the eight spot. I mean, they don't have Kyrie or KD, so, I mean. I feel like the Pelicans would have been a dark horse in the playoffs if they made it. Dude, yes. They, they, were, they were looking scary. I mean, see if they if they get did if they did get the AC, let's say they would have had to play the the Lakers, my main. And you know LeBron and AD would have they would have balled out, especially AD back in back in um uh, back in uh, New Orleans. He he would have dropped like at least a 30, 40 piece on them, won the games, and LeBron would have took over the other games. So I don't know. I mean, it was setting up for almost a perfect story with the Lakers, though. Like, oh, dude, it, that would have been a great story for them, yeah. Uh, and I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Y'all talking about like, for Kobe? Yeah. Yeah. Kobe. Rip. That one, that still hurts, man. Oh, doesn't for help sure. that, doesn't help that ESPN, like, continues to post about it, too. Which I, I get. Like, even, like, two weeks later, they just kept posting it. Like, that was all over social media for, like, two weeks straight. It, I, it just it doesn't feel real. It just doesn't. Yeah, it's it's a strange time for everybody. But yeah, another thing from the Bulls documentary that I thought I've never heard of this honestly when uh when Dennis Rodman asked Phil Jackson if he could take a <laughs> a vacation after Scottie oh. Pippen got back. And Phil Jackson was scared to ask. He, he said, "I'm gonna go to Michael," and he was <laughs> he was scared. Oh my! Jordan. I, this is like the best story of the entire thing. I love it. This is, that was hilarious. Dude just went to Vegas and just got drunk off his uh, out of his mind. Was just having the time of his life for 48 hours. Yeah, Michael Jordan said, uh, "Phil, if uh, we let him go, he's not gonna be back in 48 hours." And uh, of course, he was great. Because Michael Jordan had to go get that man after like what, like three, four days. Yeah, dude, just like forgot. Come back to practice after that. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that that, I I couldn't imagine that that happened to anybody today with all the social media and whatnot, media coverage. No, I I I don't think anybody would be able to get away with any of the stuff that that the Bulls team did because they were notorious gamblers too. Oh, yeah, I mean, they're showing that on the plane. Like, they're all gambling, like, throwing money, like, making bets. I think that's awesome, though. Oh, it's 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 funny because, like, you get to really see, like, Jordan, how he just dominates these guys on and off the floor. Because, like, these things, when he was sitting there, and he, like, he would bait Scottie Pippen into throwing in, like, $15 on, like, a game of cards. And, like, it was nothing. Yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. Like, because I mean, everybody's heard of Michael Jordan gambling, but it's like it looks like everybody who was on the team was just throwing around money like that, which I think is cool. It's funny because it, it it like it makes him seem more human. Oh, in a weird way. True. It's cool that they added that. Oh yeah, for sure. In a documentary. Yeah, I thought another another cool thing was uh, when Phil Jackson was talking about the Native American culture and how that connected with players and uh, especially Dennis Rodman. And that was that's what uh, kept the team together was Dennis Rodman connecting with Phil Jackson. A guy like a guy like Dennis can easily like screw up a team's chemistry. Yeah, if he's not on the same page with everybody, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like a lot of that all goes back to Phil, Phil Jackson, though. Uh, yeah, big dude, 
Phil Jackson, big credit to him. I mean, greatest coach, I think. Dude, he was able to do it twice. He did it with the Lakers, too. Yeah, he, he won five rings with the Lakers. That I mean, he's, what, I think 11, 11 as a head coach, and then uh, I think two as a player back in, like, the 70s, I think, with the Knicks. That, that puts him up there with, like, Bill Russell, I think, in championship counts. Oh, yeah, for sure. Total count, yeah. What are y'all's um, top duos in the NBA today? Shelly, you want to go? Uh, I mean, we were talking about this before the show started. There's a shocking number of, of yeah, there's a ton dynamic duos that you could choose. Um, I'm I'm gonna kind of go off the cuff here, and I'm gonna go with with Zion and Lonzo just from a potential standpoint of what that duo could do. Okay, are you on what top five, top ten? What, what are we going here? Uh, they're definitely a, they're my favorite right now. I think just because of like how like future potential you're saying. Yeah, like like the uh, how good these two guys can get both as individual players. Zion obviously he's the freaking nature that he is, but like Lonzo wasn't looking like he was going to be the best NBA player, but like once he got to New Orleans, something like clicked for the man, and now he's oh he got up at he's legit. Like he is pressure. legit, dude. Uh, they're my favorite just because double Z's, man. Like, just fun to those watch. Bo- those boys can hoop. I mean, Zion can pass it anywhere. He can throw it up anywhere to Zion. And he's gonna catch it and, and slam it, or he's gonna get in the hoop somehow. I mean, it's a good, yeah. it's a good duo. No, no, no. It, it, it reminds me a lot of Lob City, but I think they could be a, a better version of Lob City. I think they're more than just. I, th- I think Zion is a much more dynamic player than Blake Griffin. Let me let me let me let me put it like that. Oh yeah, I can I can see where you're coming from for sure. They could definitely be at a better Lob City to two point oh. Hundred percent. I mean, I I don't want to say what the best duo is because I'm gonna leave that to you. Because <laughs> I think I know who you're gonna say. I think I mean... they are the clear cut best. I mean, for sure. I mean, I think we're all we're all thinking on the same page. I mean, de- I think definitely the top duo. I mean, you can't go nope. with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I mean, for sure, you have arguably <laughs> the greatest player of all time in LeBron. At least, at least the greatest player of our generation. Oh, no doubt. Like, yeah, I mean, that's the least you can give him. Greatest of our generation, and then you have AD, who's only like what twenty. 5, 26, 27, I think. So he's in his prime. Like, his game matches up with LeBron. I mean, their whole team. I mean, with Danny Green. I mean, JaVale. Their playing just great. I mean. No clicks since day one. But, I mean, AD. I mean, I I can't see a better duo. I mean, there's Paul George and and Kawhi. But, I mean, if you ask me, I'm taking LeBron and AD over, over any duo in the league. My favorite young duo is probably Kristaps and Luca. They got some potential. Oh, that is a good one. That Those is good. I mean, I mean, if Kristaps can stay healthy, I mean, Luca. I mean, he's a yeah, hooper. for sure. Luca is a bona fide hooper. And if Kristaps uh, can stay healthy, I mean, they're going to be a problem in the West. Dude, yeah, that sure. team, the turnaround that they had from last year to this year was insane. Oh, no doubt. They should not be slept on at all. Oh, no, they shouldn't. I mean, they're in the playoff hunt for sure. I think another low-key good duo is uh, in Denver with, is it uh, Nikola Jokic and Murray? Of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Murray and Jokic. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's a good duo. third Third in the West, fourth? Yeah, I think they were a two seed last year. I mean, they weren't a very good two seed compared to yeah. other teams in the West, but they've been consistently at the top of the West for like the better part of three years. So, you know, they not- yeah, I mean, they're a good team in the regular season, but I mean, once it comes out of the playoffs, they just, I'm pretty sure they got to a game seven last year, but still it's just like, they just don't have it. They, I think they need one, like, I think they need one more like superstar player. If they want to be in contention. In my opinion, 
you know how old they are? I know Jamal Young is. I mean, Jokic. I think they're all young except for Paul Millsap, but I mean, I think Jokic is like in his late twenties. Um, yeah. He is twenty-five. Yeah, so he's that's young. They're yeah, so very young. Also, another guy that's on that Nuggets team, I think it's like Michael Porter Jr. Who? Oh, he's an up and coming. Yeah, I mean, once okay. he gets clearly healthy from Missouri, fully recovered. I mean, he he should be a hooper. So. Yeah, he was supposed to be the dude coming out, but like injuries haven't gone his way. I, I I would not sleep on Denver at all. I think they got a chance to do something really, really, really special. At least if they could get the right pieces in there. But Carson, who's your duo? Well, my du- my top duo is LeBron AD, definitely. Okay, no doubt, no doubt. All right. No doubt. But my young, my young um that has a lot of potential is definitely Luca and Kristaps. I think a young duo that I like is definitely from my Celtics are definitely uh Jason. Oh yes, Jason uh Tatum and uh Jalen Brown for sure. I mean, oh, yeah. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be a superstar. I mean, Brown he's he's definitely gonna be an all star. But Tatum, he yeah, Tatum. Tatum is dude. He is. He's a hooper. He's a hooper. Some some click for that man this year, man. He he's balling. I mean, he worked out with Kobe Bryant in the all season. I mean, R.I.P. to Kobe. I mean, he's he's hooping. He learned from Kobe. I see. I mean, if you learn from Kobe, you're gonna hoop. I would hope. Oh no doubt. He's got uh, that same mentality. How do you another? Oh, you go. I was gonna say, go ahead. Go ahead. How do you feel about the duo Giannis and Chris Middleton? I mean, Giannis, Hooper. I mean, MVP last year, obviously. I mean, Chris Middleton, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's an all-star. I mean, he's not a superstar like any of the other guys, but they're, they're good. I would say Chris Middleton's like an extraordinary role player. Like, he's very good. Like, you can't deny that. And he's been pretty consistent for the most part over his career. But that's a, basically a one-man show that they're running up there in Milwaukee. Giannis is an absolute beast. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about that. You think that's he what, needs more help? I think... Like, one more I, person? I think one more person would definitely put him over the edge, but... I don't know. That team was built... There. That team was built a little bit differently. Had it didn't, it sure didn't they have the best record in the league. They they felt a lot like that Warriors team that beat LeBron the first time. Not the shooting ability, but like just from a raw team standpoint. Raw talent, kind of like up. yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I'll I'll tell you what though, uh, another duo that obviously injuries have affected to this point, but. Once they are reunited, are going to probably be right up there with with Braun and AD is KD and Kyrie. I mean, once once KD and Kyrie are fully healthy, they are going to be a problem. I mean, no doubt. KD. I mean, I hope he. he I hope he returns healthy from his uh, Achilles injury, but uh. Kyrie, I know he's hurt, but I mean, once they return, they are going to be a problem in the East. Because I know they're another player. I don't know. They're going to get another guy, though. They got DeAndre Jordan, too. Yeah, and uh, Chris LeVert. I mean, he dropped like, I think he might have dropped 40 50 on my Celtics one night, and they won. Bro, you guys are forgetting the best three point shooter in the league. Who is also on that team? That's right. That's my boy, Big Joe Harris. Guys, of absolute slick hack. He is nice. He is a very slick hack champion. He's carved out a pretty good role in the NBA, though. I mean, great guy. He's great for the Nets. I mean, shooting threes, whatnot. He's a great team locker room guy. Oh no! Year was doing the three point. Contest was that last year? I believe, I believe he was last year's champ. Was it, was it 19? 
That man was a bucket at UVA too. Yeah, he he was a walking split keg back in college. I think he won ACC. Yeah, he might have been. Yeah, he was first team ACC in 2013. Really? Yeah, and then won the tournament MVP in 14. Jeez, that's impressive. Right. Was he drafted um, by the Cavs first? Yeah, he was. I think he was on that the twenty fifteen team. I don't think he was on the championship team. Okay, but worst duo in the league. Worst duo in the league. Worst, worst duo. Mm. Um, Aaron Gordon and Mo Bamba. Speaking of Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Did you guys hear his diss track on Dwayne Wade? <laughs> <laughs> oh from yeah, Madden all right. Man from the dunk. <laughs> Jeez. D Wade voted him bad in the dunk. Yeah, D Wade gave him a nine out of ten in like triple or or quadruple overtime. Derrick Jones Jr. and he lost he cost him a million dollars. Yeah, he lost some money. He lost a trophy. I mean, he he dunked over Taco Fall, who's like seven six, and you got to holding the ball. It's gonna make him a couple inches taller. And he jumped over him and still dunked it. I mean, that should have won it right there. It's he on, he's been robbed twice. He's yeah, he has easily been robbed twice, my friend. Like easily. He says he's not gonna do it anymore. The dunk contest. Oh, I don't blame him. I I hundred percent don't blame him for not wanting to do it. Like why he why. He definitely deserved to win. Like at least one. Like you can't. Like he's the he's one of the best dunkers in the league. He also has absolute bars. I mean, sorry. that song. All right, the beginning sucks. It was terrible at the beginning. The beginning, but... I was like, dude, why are you why are you trying to rap on one of the best players of all time in Dwayne Wade? Like. So, why? It but once he actually started rapping, the song kind of bumped. I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't terrible. Was it good? But it wasn't terrible. I mean, it was like a six, seven out of ten. I mean, it wasn't nothing special. It wasn't like my man Dame Dalo, you know, Shaquille O'Neal, the Big Diesel. How does it rank up against uh, Lonzo Ball's diss track on Kyle Kuzma? Ooh, that is a good one. That's Lonzo, an elite. Lonzo, be, Lonzo do have be, do be having some bars. I can't lie. He did. did he got my walkout. My 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 first year at Megan. I can't lie. Yeah, Lonzo, right. <laughs> gotta get it. Gotta get it. Gotta get the paper. Gotta get the cash. Hey. <laughs> I still I still think Damian Lillard is the best rapper in the league. Oh, dude, Dame Dollar can spit. Oh, Dame, dude, Dame Dollar be spitting bars, bro. He's nice. Shaq low key isn't terrible either. He's not good, but he ain't terrible. Shaq Diesel, Diesel got some bars. He, he's a DJ too, so you know he 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 like that. But the Eric Gordon diss track was the funniest thing I think I've heard in a while. I uh, think I, I think they're cool too. I, I don't think there's any beef beef there. Yeah, Aaron said they're cool. Apparently, it's pretty funny. True. The vid- the music video for it is is pretty funny too. Did y'all hear that? D Wade said he liked it. Did he? I mean, he, you got to tip your yeah. hat, dude. Dude's been sitting on that for like three months. I mean, D Wade's been hearing about nine out of ten for like ever since the dunk contest. So, I mean, he's probably like, all right, whatever. Like, he said you should trademark it. So, I mean, he didn't really care, I guess. Nah, D Wade don't care. D Wade don't have time for all that, man. He's yeah, he's chilling. he's living the retired life. He don't care. He never was a dude that really like got into any beef anyway with guys. He was always buddy buddy. Yeah, he was cool with everybody. I mean, that's how the league is nowadays. It's not too hardcore. Yeah, you don't see like I like agree. back to the Jordan doc. Not to backtrack or anything, but like those dudes like legitimately hated each other. Like they hated playing against each other. They weren't friends. Yeah, I mean, especially versus the Pistons. I mean, they definitely weren't friends. But I mean, in the first episode or second, I mean, 
in the playoffs when Jordan played the uh, the Celtics, he was playing golf in the, before the second game with, with Danny Ainge, which I thought was crazy. Cause they thought – I when people think of the old times, they think about how hard they were. But, I mean, you walk <laughs> up with another player in the, the first round of the playoffs. I thought that was kind of bizarre. But, I mean, I know what you're saying. It was competitive back then. Going hard at each other. Yeah, it was a different type of image, I think, for sure. Yeah. Like, there was no social media back then, so, like. Oh, I yeah. do miss I do miss old school basketball, though, because of, like, the fighting aspect of it. I always thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I wish there was more, like, kind of brawls and, and crap talking and all that, but, I mean. I, I will say, though, Malice at the Palace definitely ruined it for everybody. They were like the oh, kid, that's... like they're like the kid in your class. That's why you always like going like one step too far. Then one day the teacher just says, like screw it. The whole class is getting screwed for this one kid. Like that's yeah. the mouse at the palace for the for NBA fighting. Yeah, every everybody gets punished for that one incident. Yeah. Like uh, I, I saw a video the other day from that. Like Ron, Ron Artest was legit swinging on these fans. Like he connected a couple times too. Yeah, he he's he, he he connected for sure on a couple of them. <laughs> Metal World Peace. Metal World Peace, and he had like the worst fight of all time. I I, I love that. Murray punched James yeah. Harden like that ear or something. Or yeah, head. he elbowed him. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh dude, Ron Artest was such a dirty player, but like he just didn't care. He that was just he was just from a different time. I mean he wasn't scared of nobody, that's for sure. No, he was not. Dude, like, he was the perfect piece for that Lakers team. They needed a guy like that. And yeah, Lamar, Kobe, Kobe, knew, Kobe knew he needed a, another, like, a badass for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think every team I, – I wouldn't say – it's like in hockey, like, with an enforcer. You need at least, like, one. That, like, you yeah, know, you like, need one you enforcer. If you go, if you if your star goes to the rack and he gets like knocked down hard, you know there's going to be that guy that's like right there in the dude's face. Like you need that. Nowadays, nobody plays that that kind of defense because obviously you're you're getting more trouble than than you did back then. Oh yeah, for sure. But dude, basketball is changing a lot, and like the amateur basketball has changed a lot too. Like, yeah, hey, I, mean, I think I think the talent level. Is going up for sure. I mean, I think the league is better now. If you, in my opinion, dude, it's better and like the avenues that, like the opportunities that guys are having now from such a young age, is absurd. Like the AU, AU circuit is it's crazy. Like Peach Jam. There's so many ways, and these guys are like coming out of high school with brands. Like Zion was a brand coming out of high school. Oh, yeah, everybody uh, knew who he was when he went to Duke. Like, uh, Cole Anthony was a brand coming out of high school. Like, that uh, that one white kid that went to uh, Arizona. Nico, Nico yes. Dude, everybody knew who that kid was, like, before he even was, like, a sophomore in high school. Yeah. And, like, dude, like, with that, man, like, those those kids are not looking to get a college education. Those dudes are looking to get paid. Oh, no, no, no doubt they're looking to get paid. I mean, why wouldn't they? Dude, I, I like this idea with the G League. Just doing it like, like a straight to the G League instead of like going to college. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I'm pretty sure I they get their they... college paid for after. Yeah, I think that's part yeah, of the deal. Like, G League will pay for it, which I think, I mean, why wouldn't you go straight from high school to the G League? I mean, you're playing better competition. You're getting paid. <laughs> We get a college education after if you really want it. Like, I don't know. I mean, if I played basketball and I had the opportunity, I mean, I would probably take it. Dude, this is a win-win for the for the NBA and the G League because, like, now the G League is actually like a legitimate minor league system. Oh no! Of, like, it's gonna there. grow. It's gonna grow for sure. It's gonna grow. It makes it makes it relevant. Like, and, I, and I'm about it, dude. Like, another. It's not even. I I I just think it's gonna be. A unique opportunity for these high school guys. Now, the only drawback is college hoops is going to be affected big time. Yeah, I think college definitely be affected. 
some of the top recruits might not show up. Like they might just go straight to G League. Yeah, like it's like these one and done. Five hundred K. Is that what the G League salary is? Yeah. Oh, that's that's a no doubt decision, man. I'm I would take the G League thing in a second. I'd go there in a heartbeat. If they offered me five for a year, I'd be like that. I'll I'll be there in a minute. And they're still developing with professionals. Like so, are they competition too? Like I don't know. I know there's some G League teams that have affiliated or that are affiliated with NBA teams. Like, how is that going to work? That's a good question. Like, I, 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 I heard they're question. making an LA. Sure. They're making an LA G League in Los Angeles team. That would just be by itself. Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, I think there's only three guys that have said that they're going to do this, right? There, I know the five-star for UCLA, I, I forgot his name, but he was a point guard. But he decommitted from UCLA, and he entered the G League, like, yesterday. Oh, Desheen uh, Nix or something? I probably messed that name up. Yeah, I think so. He was a point guard, I think. Um. Isaiah Todd, I think he's from like the Richmond area, right? I think he's another big name. There's, a, I mean, there's some some Jaylen big Green. Car, some Jaylen big Green. Yeah. I, I'll be interested to see how this plays out, but I think this will be um, this will be uh, not necessarily a terrible thing for college basketball. You're gonna lose all the the the, the big name recruits, but I think college basketball. This is my personal opinion on this. I think college basketball is better when you have like four-year programs where guys are there all four years, or even like three years, where you get to see them like come in as freshmen, develop, and then leave. And then it, 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 I don't know. It just it makes the team feel more special to you instead of just like having a new team every year. That's just that's just how I feel about that. No, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like if UBA. you watch the team grow from, I mean, taking like two or three recruits their freshman year and seeing them grow from freshman year, sophomore year, junior year to senior year. And then senior year, they finally like maybe break through to the tournament and go on a run, make the natty or, I mean. Yeah, that would be special. Do you see like where they struggled from to go all the way to a certain level? I mean, for sure. I think that's a lot more special than seeing like. I feel like it would be hard. It would be like a Duke fan. It would be hard for Duke fan because like you get a new, new team every year. Practically, dude, it's yeah, hard to I be mean, a Duke. UNC. It's hard to be a Duke hater. I wrote, I wrote an article about this, man. Like, it's hard to hate these Duke guys that are like only in there for a year. Like, I remember when it was like JJ Redick and like Grayson Allen coming in, even like Kyle Singer. Like, dude, I hated those guys because they were there for four years and they sucked all four years because they would always <laughs> beat my teams. But like, no, I, no, I don't no. know. I, I feel like rivalries. Or more intense when when the the guys are there longer. Plus, like senior college seniors play way 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 harder in the tournament than a, a college freshman or a college sophomore. Like, oh no, 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 it is awesome watching that. Like, it sucks seeing their careers end because you don't ever want to see that happen. But uh, uh, it's, it's a inevitability. But like. You know those dudes are not holding anything back. I, I that's what always made college basketball so special. And I think and I, I think it lost it for a little bit. Like they, sorry to bring it up, but that U, UMBC team, like most of them were all seniors, so they, they were just trying to get their bag. A hundred percent. Like those those dudes bought out that game. Like I, I I hate that it was against my team, but like those dudes hooped. I mean, I, I mean, speaking from. From a experience, I guess. If like if you're a senior and you know like this this could be like your last game, like I don't know, like when I thought this year was about to be my last game, and like I don't know, there was like a different edge in my head. I was like, bet, like I'm gonna go out open. So like I played harder, like I was locked in, like and like I couldn't imagine like a college basketball player playing in the NCAA tournament, be like, yeah. Like, I'm playing – like, if I was on UMBC, I'm like, dude, I'm playing for number one seed, UVA. Like, what do I have to lose? It's like nothing. If we lose, it's like, all right, like, we're supposed to. And that's but what makes it like, – I play my hardest, and, like, they they won by, like, a good amount. So, like, 
once you're if you're playing for your last game, like you're gonna you're gonna play a lot harder than like you ever imagined. It's just a it's an unreal feeling, if I say so myself. And that's what I think college basketball is lost now. It's just become a it's become a business, and now these dudes are getting paid with the pay for place or the uh pay your likeness. I don't know what the whole ruling is, but yeah, they're just taking advantage of kids like athletes. A hundred percent, like. Now, I mean, obviously, now the guys are going to get some money from it. I don't imagine it being a lot. I don't imagine I mean, it being more than the the boosters that Duke, you know, pay their players. But one person I felt bad for was James Wiseman. Like he's oh, been like, I don't even think it was his fault. Well, it was like Penny Hardaway was helping him out when he was his like travel coach or something. Yeah, he was like paying for some stuff apparently or something. I don't know. Like, like, like Penny was being a good dude to this kid, and then having to recruit him for his basketball team, and then. Uh, I I think if if Penny Hardaway wasn't the coach of the uh, Memphis, then it wouldn't have mattered. But like, I think since he's a coach, then like it, they couldn't let him do that. I guess because he would have to do with like every recruit. I guess I don't know. Really, it's kind of stupid, but you know it happens. Yeah, I mean Memphis loves scandals. With the, I think they had the D Rose SAT thing. Yeah, I mean all of all of college, a lot of college basketball. I wouldn't say all of it, but a lot of it. I mean, there's always scandals. I mean, what was the D Rose thing? Roy so, Williams, like, come on, like, there's just a lot. There's a good amount. So like, so like Derrick Rose, I guess when he was in high school, from Chicago, took the SAT in like Detroit, Michigan. But he never was in Detroit, so they had someone take the SAT for him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how no one figured that out earlier. That's why. I, I mean, crazy. when you're when you can hoop and you, like Derrick Rose was coming up, like they'll let a lot. If you're an athlete that nice, like, they're gonna let a lot of things slide. That is facts. Especially but, like Memphis, like they're not the biggest school, especially for basketball. Like, if they have a Derrick Rose and they're like, wait, like, this man about to go number one. Like, they're going to do, like, everything for that man. Like, even if it's against the rules. Like, that's just, I, in my opinion, I think a lot of schools are like that. They're, they're going to treat their top athletes, like, better than most, in my opinion. I wonder how much Duke made last year with Zion being at Duke. That was, dude, Zion made them prop, like, uh, Duke already makes a lot of money, but like with Zion, like they probably made double, triple, maybe. I don't know. You remember that yeah. thing when he like when his shoe ripped and like everyone was blaming Nike and everything. Remember yeah, that? Nike blew up that night. Like it's crazy, dude. I I think uh, Nike was like scared their stock was gonna drop because Zion's shoe blew up on. An ESPN game, national TV, yeah. Like they thought that the, their stock and their entire company was gonna fall because of a college basketball game. That's I mean, all. Awesome. Everybody knows Zion. They saw him bust through, and they're like, "Wait, what? Like maybe their product would drop." If one of their I most think it was like a, a broke it. Was it the Kyrie? No, nah, I think G's Paul George's. The twelves, maybe. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I remember. I remember him breaking the PG something. Honestly, like I think that just that just happens. I think. That's I mean, just, dude, Zion's a big dude. Like he was cut. He's a big dude cutting. Like he's what 280, 90 maybe. Like come on, he's, he's a chunk king, man. He's like 400. He is a big boy. If I didn't know who he was, I would definitely think he was a football player. Oh no oh, doubt. Yeah. No, like a D lineman, like D lineman. Yeah. Yeah, that dude is big. But to get back to the point of paying these college guys, does that mean we get an NCAA basketball video game? I mean, I think like wouldn't that mean we do? Like, I mean, the only problem with that would be if you're using their likeness, you got to pay them, and if you got to pay every athlete in college basketball. That's a lot of money. Yeah, you're not gonna make a lot of money. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, I'm I'm straight with playing with the uh, with the mods in 2K right now. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I love playing 2K. I mean, I being Shelly and Bassy, 
I'm probably yeah. one of the worst two K players ever. Just let him know. I beat both of them one night. Don't let him. Don't let him fool you. Dude, I barely know how to shoot and pass on that game. Uh, don't lie. He he was always playing versus uh, this one this one girl. I shall not mention her name, but you know, he said he would always beat her, and then he was always talking that cash. And then you know, I whooped them one night, and then I whooped Bassie. You know what I'm saying, bro. I listen. I I did that for a confidence boost, and it backfired on me so bad because then I just got my ass beat. But. <laughs> But Sean and, and Bassie. Yeah. By the way, when we're recording this, it's, it's Bassie's birthday. Shout out to it Bassie. It is. Hey, happy birthday, Bassie. Old, older man. I think he's uh, 21 now, finally. Yeah, yeah he's going to be on tonight, but, you know, it's birthday. He's, he's doing some stuff, you know. He's having a good time. He's having a great time. Probably. Wish I was wish we were there. Wish the boys were there, but, you know. He's oh, doing- dude, that'd be a fun one. We got to definitely – we got to celebrate when we get back off this quarantine with him. Dude, he's got it. When when you come back next week, we gotta celebrate, bro. Oh no doubt. Well, we gotta get gotta get Bassy. No doubt. I mean, I, I I don't really have anything much more to say. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, the season's still suspended. I mean, we don't have any really updates. I mean, the facilities might open soon, but I mean, other than that, I mean, no no side of games. I mean, hopefully in July. I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I need basketball back. I mean, I yeah, I mean, I think all, everybody needs basketball. I mean, this quarantine sucks, but I mean, we'll get we'll we'll get sports back soon. We'll see. I feel like it's the best sport to talk about, in my opinion. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But all right, if y'all have any last minute uh, thoughts, I mean, go ahead. Other than that, I mean, I'm good. Um, go follow us on Twitter, Dorm Room Sports on Twitter at DRSCast. Follow us on Instagram at Dorm underscore Room underscore Sports. Go check out the website, dormroom-sports.com. Go read the blogs. Um, and go check us out on TikTok. I think it's Dorm underscore Room underscore. No, wait. I think that's Dorm Room Sports. I don't know. We're on TikTok too. I don't know that app at all. Check us out. Yeah, just go follow us on social media. Get our cloud up. Go subscribe to us on YouTube. Boost our cloud more. Blah, 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 blah. Clout Kings, signing out. I'll see you later. Sean, take it away. All right, well, uh, thanks, thanks for joining us. Uh, just uh, remember, James is a goat. That's all I got to say. We'll see you next time. Oh, 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 oh,